everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's May 7th. It is 2021, and we have 14 baseball games that we're going to talk about. We don't know if it will end up being a 14-game slate because we do have some weather concerns. Um, we'll obviously let Kevin Roth kind of tell us about that and see what he has to say. But, um, yeah, so... We're going to go over all 14 games like we have a 14-game slate. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Had a pretty decent day of baseball. Played a whole bunch of Blue Jays and then took a several-hour nap because it's it's not too often where you get morning baseball, and that's, that's the main slate. So, yeah, it's been a good day overall. Ready for this next one? Ready for the weekend? Going to be a good time. Yes, Um I stacked Toronto too. Talked about them a bunch on the podcast yesterday, and I think I even made like the headline of the podcast, like something about Toronto. Um, so, what's what stinks is I switched out uh, the catcher. Why can't I think of D- Jansen? I switched out Jansen to um, Gomes and went from I forget who's pitching on the slate now. Like I'm mind blanking, but I went down to Eovaldi. And that didn't work. I think I had Woodruff. Oh, yeah, I think you had I had Wheeler, probably. No, I had Wheeler. Yeah, like I had Wheeler, Woodruff, and I went down to Evaldi to get up to Gomes or something like that. But what a dummy! You freaking <laughs> idiot! Listen, I still, I, I still had it. I think I tripled up, so I'm not mad. But just it, it was, um, it was a good slate. So. All right, let's get into this one. Before we do, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. Use promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit along with the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $50 or more. Check them out. Give them some love. We will have a Superdraft play of the day later on in the show. And uh, Grant... We have 14 baseball games. Let's jump right in. We start with Boston at Baltimore. This is one of the weather games that you know we're definitely going to be seeing what Kevin Roth has to say. It opened at a nine total. It's at an eight and a half total right now. Red Sox, a 173 favorite. Rodriguez against Harvey. Um, any interest here in Eduardo Rodriguez? I mean, not really. It's not a terrible matchup going up against a decent strikeout rate team in the and the Orioles, but I, I always have a little bit of a problem trusting Erod to go late into the game. And yes, he's getting kind of limited because he's had some bad games and then they kind of yanked him out early, but still his pitch count, unless he's pitching very well, is probably only going to be around 90, 95. Um, worried about the rain. Like his price tag isn't terrible at 9K, but there's a better pitcher in that range. So I'm probably off on him. I think he could pitch really good if the weather holds off, but it, it just doesn't look promising for the weather um if kevin roth green lights this game i think rodriguez is a guy with a 28 percent strikeout rate and a three percent walk rate since the start of last season uh he has plenty of good stuff he can strike out both sides of the plate and honestly like outside of mancini and hayes i guess severino but this is a this is a pretty bad lineup against left-handed pitching so i think erod has some solid upside it's just you know, you get into the 9K price range too, and it's like, am I really going to pay 9K for a guy that might not throw 100 pitches that has some weather potential? Probably not. Um, Matt Harvey on the other side, Grant's low strikeout guy going up against the Red Sox team with a lot of power. Probably going to pass on Harvey here. 
no interest in him at all. Like this is a tough team and he's not a great pitcher. He was at one time yeah. a good pitcher. Dude, he was a very he was phenomenal. And they had Tom Johns. Yeah, just hasn't bounced back. Um has only allowed two home runs this season, though. He's done a much better job this year in a very small sample size of generating ground balls against righties. Um using like his slider sinker fastball combination and generating ground balls against righties at least um what's your thoughts here on the red sox bats i mean i think they're one of the better stacks in the slate but again i'm not sure how much uh, if this game is going to play like harvey obviously a guy that just not a great pitcher is getting a lot more ground balls to righties this season still giving up a decent amount of fly balls and hard contact lefties and so devers and verdugo obviously stand out it's pretty good plays but harvey's still not striking out righties at a big clip he's still giving out a decent amount of walks so like i have no problem going with a guy like renfro going with bogarts going with uh martinez all guys that can get the ball up there pretty well they have a 5.1 implied run total so it's pretty much all systems go on this red Sox stack but you probably want verdugo if he's in the lineup and devers definitely um if he's in the lineup just because like matt harvey's struggles versus lefties yeah i think Obviously, like Verdugo, Devers, great plays. If you're playing those guys, you're probably getting the stack in because of just how expensive those guys are in general. So I don't mind this. Um, and then as far as like Baltimore goes, like I really just don't have a ton of interest in these bats. Um, Mancini's 4.3K if you want to go that way. I don't hate it. Severino's a, a catcher with some power against lefties. He's 3.8K. I wouldn't talk you off of those guys, but I'm probably not going to end up with them in my lineups. Yeah, Erod just been a really solid pitcher this year, especially versus lefties. So the lefties are entirely off my list, even though DJ Stewart is sitting at three point or two point three K. And then righties, he's still been pretty solid. Gives up a decent amount of hard contact. So yeah, I won't talk you off of Hayes, Mancini, Severino, but I'm probably just full on fading the Orioles. Moving on, we got Washington at New York taking on the Yankees. Patrick Corbin against um, James Tyon. This game has a nine and a half total. Yankees are a massive 190 favorite here. Um, any interest here in Corbin? None whatsoever. The Yankees are too good. Corbin really struggles versus righties. There's a lot of good righties in this lineup. He's just not the same pitcher. I'm, I'm out on him. Yeah, there's a good chance he faces a whole right-handed heavy lineup. Um this is an easy fade. If Corbin beats me on this game, chalk it up as variance and move on. Um, I think the Yankees are a top, if not the top stack on the slate. Um, Tyon on the other side, 8,300 for a guy that has plenty of strikeout ability. He's kind of started the season slow. Grant, I think the pitch count is kind of priced into the 8,300 but I still don't know if the ceiling is high enough. Um, like he was pitching phenomenal last game and got pulled at 79 pitches. Yeah. I don't expect him to go over 80, 85 pitches in the spot here, which is kind of why I'm off of him. He has been a guy that strikes out guys at a pretty decent clip. but he gives up a ton of fly balls, a decent amount of hard contact. So there is always a chance that it could go a little bit South for him. This Washington team isn't great, but it isn't bad. Um, salt, a few solid bats in the lineup. So, I, I just don't like paying this much money for a guy that is 
only going to go 80 pitches. And yes, he doesn't walk a ton of guys, which help him go a little bit later into the games, but he still hasn't gone over five innings the entire season. Yes, he did have a 25 point outing last time going up against Detroit, but that was a, up against Detroit, and Detroit is awful. This isn't the same team. I'd expect him to be in the 16, 18 point range here. And so that's just not enough for me at A300. Yeah, I'm just, I worry about the overall ceiling. I don't think the matchup is terrible. But they do have guys that don't strike out a lot. So if Tyon was going to pitch 100 pitches in this game, I'd have a lot of interest. Um, I think he'd be a top pitcher on the slate at this price. But those extra 20 pitches matter. Um, I'm not going to run out of my way to play Washington here. I, I respect how good Tyon is. And the guy you'd probably want to play here is Soto. And he's banged up right now um, dealing with a shoulder injury. And like Trey Turner is 5,300 you're going to find better shortstop plays on this slate. Um, I, I just don't see myself using Washington bets. Yeah, no real interest in anyone over on Washington. I mean, Tyon's a solid pitcher, and the Yankees have a really solid bullpen. So just going to be a tough game overall. They only have a 3.8 implied run total. Like, this is not a spot where you really want to target anyone. I mean, I don't hate going with a guy like maybe Bell, who's cheap, um, who can hit the ball at the ballpark. I mean, Tyon is a pretty extreme fly ball pitcher so far this season, giving up 53% fly ball rate, pretty even to both sides of the plate. So targeting one-off power bats is not the worst idea in the world going up against Tyon, but overall just not a great match, but not a spot where I want to stack anything. And then on the other side, like I already said it, like I think the Yankees are a top stack on the slate. Corbin sinks against righties. This team's a bunch of right-handed power bats, like, this is this is the recipe for success in a lot of runs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love this stack here. It's probably the top raw point stack on the slate. Just have to see where ownership is going to lie at. But Judge, Stan, LeMahieu, Torres, Frazier is a cheaper bet that you can end up throwing in, especially it ends up with a pretty decent lineup spot. He's only 3K. Like, every single righty bat in here is fantastic. Hicks at 3K, like, this is the top stack on the slate. Yankees are still a bit too cheap, and I plan on using a lot of them today unless they're just going to be ridiculously owned, which I don't see happening on a 14-game slate. Uh, moving on, we got Milwaukee at Miami in this one. Um, Brett Sutter against Rodgers in Miami. Um, this game has a seven total. It opened as a seven total. It's down to six and a half. The Marlins are a 138 favorite. Uh, do you have any interest here in Brett Sutter? He's not going to go lay enough in the game, so no. Like Again, he's 4K, but he might only go 40 pitches. This is going to be a bullpen game, so I'm out on him. Yeah, I just I don't see this, and I, I think Trevor Rogers is one of the best point-per-dollar pitchers on the slate. He dominated this team, what, a week ago, two weeks ago maybe, and now this game's in Miami. Like I know he's not going to throw 100 pitches, but give me 90 pitches in this spot. I think he throws five, six, seven clean innings, and this is a great spot for Rodgers. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a fantastic play on the slate, saying at a 31% K rate since beginning of last season. This is not a good lineup. I get having Kane in there. Definitely helps him out a little bit. But overall, like, this is a high strikeout lineup, especially going up against lefties. This is just a perfect spot for him. He grades out as the top pitcher overall on the entire slate, maybe not raw points, but point per dollar, he absolutely is. He's probably going to be the chalk, and I still think he's worth it because I don't see many ways that this Milwaukee team really ends up beating him. Yeah, I love him here. I don't like any of the Brewers' bats. Like, if you want to 
take a shot on Kane or if you want to take a shot on like Taylor, I wouldn't talk you off of it, but it's more of those guys are just super cheap and I completely understand why you would take a shot on them. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only reason is because of price, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, and then on the other side, the Miami side, like I think Duvall at 3,900 is okay. My problem with Miami is like, this is a Milwaukee Brewers bullpen game and the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen is very good. Um, So I guess like if you're playing Miami, you secondary stack them or like four man stack them just to be very different. But Jesus Aguilar is 5,100. Roas is 4,400. Like Duvall, I think is a great one-off. He would be the guy that I'd have the most interest in here. And Cooper's back. He would be the other guy that I would look at playing in this spot. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. And you don't really worry about lefty-righty matchups because Suter's probably only going to go two, maybe three innings. Um, but, yeah, the price tags of some of the bats I want, like Aguilar, not good. Um, Duval is really the main guy that I would think about going with. But, yeah, it's just not really a not really a great spot being played in Miami. Solid bullpen, so no real interest in Miami for me. Yeah, I just – I don't – like I said – it doesn't seem like a spot on a 14 game slate that I necessarily have to attack Arizona at New York facing the Mets. We got Zach Gollin and Peterson facing off in this one. Um, this one's a seven and a half total Mets, uh, 138 favorite. Any interest here in Arizona and Gollin? Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit of interest in Gollin. Obviously the guy is a pretty good K rate guy. Um, not a terrible matchup going up against Arizona or going up against the Mets. They're going to obviously do some damage. Gollum never really goes too late in the game, but the upside is absolutely there. I don't think he's as good of a play as Rodgers, but he's probably going to come in at drastically less ownership. So I don't hate it. Um, Gallon's obviously struggled a little bit more versus lefties than he has versus righties. And this could be a fairly left-handed heavy lineup here. So, that's the real problem. Wait and see where it ends up coming out. But, I mean, they'll likely end up having four to five lefties in the lineup, which would kind of make Gallon just not really worth it because he's not going to go up to over 100 pitches, and he struggles a bit versus lefties. So just wait and see on the lineup. But most likely it's going to be a spot where you kind of want to avoid Gallon. Yeah, sorry. I, I got distracted there for a second. Um, I did mean Gallon. I don't think this is a necessarily the worst spot if he was cheaper. Like, if he was cheaper, I think we would have way more interest in him in this spot. But the fact that he's so expensive makes it tough. Um, like, the thing is, the Mets lineup is not great this season against right-handed pitching. But they're, like, not terrible. They're kind of in the middle of the road. Um, so, they just don't hit a ton of home runs. Um, so, I don't hate Gollin. I just wish he was cheaper. And then Peterson on the other side, I think he's someone that gets some ownership today, Grant. 7,900 facing this team and just a guy that people really like to play. Yeah, I mean, he's been a little bit hit or miss, so he's going to be high-owned. I'm probably going to end up fading him, but somebody he comes at just moderate amount of ownership, he's definitely a guy that's in play. The guy's sitting around a 30% K rate on the season. Had some good outings, had some bad outings, but has a 3.3 implied run total going up against him. It's being played in New York. The weather is a little bit cold, and there are some strikeouts in this lineup here, and there, this isn't the best-hitting lineup in the 
majors. Like there are some low strikeout bats, but overall just a mediocre lineup at best. So it's definitely a guy that offers you a little bit of ceiling as price tag of 7.9 K because it can get that 810 strikeout game. I don't mind it. I just kind of want to wait and see where ownership's at for him. Uh, bats here. Anything standing out to you for Arizona? No, just like Pearson's a solid pitcher and prices on some of these guys are like Kelly's over. It's Kelly's 5k. Escobar's over five. Peralta's over five. Like maybe Struble, maybe Christian Walker. Um, both of them are cheap, but that's kind of it. Like I'm not taking Pavin Smith as lefty lefty. So like the only two guys that actually have a price tag, that's not ridiculous considering the matchup are Christian Walker and a And I don't have a ton of interest in them. Like Kelly's been all right versus right. He's hasn't been great, but he's been all right. So I'm probably fading the Arizona hitters. Yeah. Just, I mean, the guy you'd want to play is Kelly, but I'm not paying 5k for a catcher. Yeah. You're going to get a catcher batting in the top three of the order, but 5k is a, just a really tough ass for a catcher position. I think if you're playing anybody here, it's Walker at 3.8 K. But again, I think you're going to find better first base plays on this slate too, especially in the matchup. Yeah. And then as far as the Mets go, like you, you can play Pete Alonzo in any matchup. Lindor has been awful this season. He's 5K. Like this game, these prices just kind of seem to price this game out. Like maybe Conforto at 4.1 K, but I don't even love that. Yeah. Conforto, like I would want to target lefties going up against Gallon. So, um, McNeil, Conforto, Dominic Smith are the probably only three batters that may be worth it. But even then, they're, like, it's not a great stadium. It's not great weather. Like, it's not like Gallon's terrible versus righties. He's just worse versus righties. But doesn't give up a ton of fly balls. And I know that um, none of those guys are fly ball hitters. But I, I don't know. I, I think, like, the price tags just make no one really worth it in this spot. Moving on, we got uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland. This is another game that we're going to be kind of watching the weather. It does look a little bit better than it did earlier. Eight and a half total. Cleveland's a 146 favorite in this spot. Um, any interest here in Wade Miley? No. Yes, Wade Miley is not really a guy I play anymore. Cleveland has a 4.6 implied run total. Like Miley's probably only going to – won't get over 100 pitches. He's not a huge strikeout guy can get a little wild. This Cleveland team has a lot of patience and can walk at a decent, pretty decent clip going up against lefties. Just a spot where I don't really have any interest in Miley. Yeah. Like realistically, Wade Miley is a good real life pitcher. He generates ground balls. He doesn't give up a lot of home runs and he pitches well, but DFS wise, he's not going to go out there and strike out a ton of guys and dominated, dominate a game. Um, I, I think the price is fair at 6,700, but I just don't even know if he has enough upside on a 14 game slate to get you there. So probably not going to play him. Zach Plezik. I mean, this lineup has been worse. Um, like, you know, Castellanos is banged up. Votto's out. Um, is there a case to be made for Plezik or is he just kind of too expensive? I mean, I don't like that price tag. Obviously he is a guy that 
can go out and pitch pretty decent. Like, obviously not the same K rate this year as he was last year. He seems to drop, but that could be because he's predominantly gone against the White Sox. Um, but, like, it's, even with Castellanos banged up, even without Votto in the lineup, this is still a pretty solid hitting lineup. They're going from the, – they're playing it against an AL team or NL team. I can never remember. Whatever. They won't – they'll have a DH in the spot. Um, so that kind of makes them a little bit tougher and they still have some depth. So they'll have some decent batters in there. I mean, you can make the case for it. Like he's a solid overall pitcher, but he hasn't pitched the same this season. And you're just kind of like relying on the ball, not flying out of the ballpark, um, at all. And just Babbitt landing in his favor. It is 48 degrees out there, but I mean, the price tag of 8.4 K, I mean, you can get multiple other pitchers at a much lower run total, like just literally the last game, Gallon and Peterson are right around the same price tag and 3.8 run total and 3.3 run total with better strikeout rates. So you can make the case for it. I'm probably going to avoid it. Uh, Cincinnati bats. Any interest here? I mean, I'm more worried about the weather for them. Like, the weather and the prices on a lot of these. I mean, I think Moustakas kind of grades out as a pretty decent placing there at 3.6K. Nyquin is sitting at 3.8K. Those are probably the main two bats, but Castellanos at 5.3. Winker is at 4.6. Suarez is at 4.7. So I think the better move is to go with like the middle of the order, maybe a mini stack of Moustakas, Nyquin, and Sinzel, um, all at cheap price tags. I mean, police tech's been a little bit more ground ball heavy this year. Last year was a little bit more fly ball heavy. But still a guy overall that can give up some hard contact, and especially the lefties can give up a lot more fly balls. So I'd probably target Moustakas, Nyquin, and Sinzel. Like, if you want to create a full stack and you have the money for it, yeah, go ahead and throw in Winker or Castellanos or Suarez. But main guys are the cheaper price bats. Yeah, like, uh, I think Moustakas at 3.6K is probably too cheap. And Nyquin at 3.8k like those would be the two guys that i'd play the most of and you know definitely would use them as a combo or one-offs i don't hate it um yeah i wish winker was a little bit cheaper because it'd make for a really good three man but he's not um saw cleveland side anything standing out to you for cleveland and you said already wade miley's a pretty decent real life pitcher gets a lot of ground balls like this is a tough lineup they can't get him beat up but I mean, if I'm going to target anyone, it would probably be the righties like Luplau at 3.6K and Franmil Reyes are the two guys that really stand out. Although, honestly, if you want to stack it up, like Rosario is sitting in there at 3.5K. Harold Ramirez, if he's in the lineup, he's 2.1K. Like you can throw hedges in for a cheap catcher. Like if Chang is in there, he's 2K. This lineup's cheap is the main thing outside of Ramirez. So it makes us an interesting stack. Again, I want to wait and see what the weather is supposed to be like because it's probably supposed to be 48 degrees tomorrow, which would be a big downgrade. Could be rain, so I don't know. Like the weather's keeping me away, but as a point per dollar stack, if the weather's all right, they stand out as a pretty solid one, even up against a pitcher like Miley that doesn't give up a ton of damage. Um, yeah, I don't. Love this spot. Like Jose Ramirez, 5.6K would be my favorite if he was cheaper. I think if I'm going to play anybody, it'd be like a Luplo one-off uh, top three 
lineup spot, good against lefties, but weather and Wade Miley, like it's just not a great combo for a Cleveland stack in this spot. So something that I probably won't end up doing. And if I do, it won't be a lot of it. Uh, we got the twins at Detroit uh, shoemaker against Scoble nine total in this game. Uh, twins, a one forty-eight favorite. Any interest here in shoemaker? I don't want to, but I kind of do. <laughs> Um, Detroit's just so bad. I mean, Shoemaker's been so bad. There's not a ton of guys to spend down on on this slate. Um, like, he may only go 90 pitches, but I'm just hoping that he limits the damage. I mean, you look at all the way up and down this lineup, they are striking out at a massive clip, both, both versus righties and versus lefties. I think last time I checked, they are the highest strikeout rate team in the entire league versus lefties. And I think they were either right there or not far behind the top against varieties and pulling it up right now, just to double check. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Number two, striking out a 30% rate in 800 plate appearances versus righties. Like I get shoemaker is not great. Like really doesn't do a ton, but this lineup is so terrible and he's cheap on the slate where there's not a ton of cheap pitchers. Like right now, I think he's my number one option under 7K probably. I mean, power to you, buddy. Um, Shoemaker, I hope it works out. I actually don't hope it works out. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I kind of like Detroit as like a cheap stack today. So I know they're bad. I get it. Um, I watched them you know, kind of pounce my Red Sox a little bit over the last couple of days, but Shoemaker just stinks. He's so bad. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, Scoble on the other side, he's not much better. He's really bad against righties. This lineup is very right-handed heavy. Um, uh, just one of the top sacks on the slate probably here in Minnesota. Don't play Scoble. Yeah, no interest in it at all. He gets crushed by righties. He gets crushed in general but he's a lot better versus lefties than right. Absolutely horrible versus righties. In fact, 66% fly ball rate, 33% hard contact rate, 426 ISO. Yeah. Minnesota is my favorite stack on the entire slate. Garver, like Kepler, I don't even care about Kepler going lefty lefty. If he's batting lead off, I'll still use him. Guys still a stud, even though Scooball like has been good versus lefties so far this season and good to, towards lefties entire career and it makes sense with his slider fastball uh combo i don't care like he's not a good pitcher in this detroit bullpen's bad but donaldson buxton cruz polanco sano is probably one of my favorite plays on the entire slate point per dollar just because scooball is horrible versus righties but anyone in this lineup absolutely love them love them all the way up and down my favorite stack on the entire slate I mean, yeah, they're they're in a great spot in this matchup. And if Buxton doesn't play, it'd be really interesting to see if Garver bats leadoff, which he probably will. And 5,200 for a catcher is a lot, but batting leadoff on the road is kind of juicy. So Against um, Scooball. <laughs> like, you know, so obviously this is another game that you're going to have to kind of watch the weather on. Um, I hope it doesn't. 
have bad weather. I hope it somehow clears up tomorrow because I really want to play this. I mean, I'm not Kevin Roth, but when I looked at the weather report for this game, it was like maybe a late start, but it looked like it was pretty good after the initial rain. So I think this one would be okay. But again, we'll see what Kevin Roth has to say. Um, Grant, I kind of like the Detroit stack. Um, I know it's crazy. I get I get it. Um, it just... Shoemaker is so bad, and you got Grossman, you got Candelario, you got Goodrum, um, Badu. Like, there's enough lefties in this lineup that can get to Shoemaker here, and they're just so cheap. I get that, but I just don't care. Like, (laughs) they're bad. I get it. Like, you know, garbage stack of the day, um, barrel bick in here. I'd rather take a shot on a better lineup going up against a better pitcher. Like Detroit is just so terrible. Like just so bad. I don't know. Maybe they turn around. Badu is the only guy I'd be interested in. Like I, I'm not playing Detroit. Yeah. um, I get it. Like I completely understand the reasoning Uh, again. It's just, they're cheap. If you want to go like two top end pitchers, like if you want to go Rogers and like uh, we haven't even talked about it, Carlos Rodon, uh, Blake Snell. Like if you want to go two top end pitchers, I think a secondary Detroit stack is not the craziest idea on this slate. Um, they're just the, the pricing makes them very affordable and stacks with them very affordable. Um, moving on, we got Philly at Atlanta. Eight and a half total in this game. Braves, a 175 favorite. Um, Zach Eflin against Charlie Morton. Any interest here in Zach Eflin? Not really. Like, I think some people may actually play him because he's been pretty solid this season. He's put up some pretty decent outings, but Atlanta's not an easy team. Um, obviously, very solid lineup. They have a 4.6 run total at 8.6K, like, if I hadn't seen the 4.6 run total, I might have a little bit of interest in him, but that just scares me off far too much. So unless he's going to come in at no ownership, like this is just too good of a line, but maybe if Freeman's out of it again tomorrow, um, my interest in it would go up a little bit because obviously that's a pretty big hit. He was out of line today. I think that might've just been because of rest, but we'll see tomorrow. Um, but if Freeman's in the lineup, I'm probably just out on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really have a lot of interest in Eflin. I feel like I'm I'm gonna come out ahead on the season if I just don't play right handed pitchers against the Braves all year. So and then Morton on the other side of this game, seven point seven K. I think he's so interesting if Harper doesn't play. Um like he's dealing with a wrist injury, Harper is, and that just leaves a gap in this lineup so bad. Um I just Morton would become I think he'd become very playable at 7700 if that happens. I think that even if Harbor does end up playing, I think Morton's probably one of the top pitchers on the entire slate um in terms of point per dollar probably right behind Rodgers. He's 7.7k. He's sitting at around a uh 27%k rate on the season. Been a lot better versus lefties than he has versus, versus righties and there may not be a ton of lefties in the lineup. We'll see. I think what's who got hurt today? I played someone and they got hurt and Herrera ended up going in for him. I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, they may end up having a few lefties in the lineup here, um, which would definitely be an upgrade to Morton. But 
he's just been solid overall this season. This seems like a mispricing here. So I plan on using him quite a bit unless he's going to be just super chalky, in which case I might end up stacking the Phillies against him. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could do that, but I completely hear you. Um, do you want to talk about the Philly bats? I mean, like they don't grade out great. Like Morin's been pretty solid. He's obviously been a little bit worse versus righties than lefties. So targeting Hoskins, McCutcheon, Real Muto is not the worst idea in the world, but overall this doesn't grade out as a great spot for them. Morton, like I'm just worried about Morton being like 40% owned on this slate because of the way that like a lot of the expensive stacks like New York and Minnesota just grayed out as great spots here. Like I could see Morton being very, very chalky in which case, like it just makes sense from a game theory aspect to kind of stack against him, especially with righties. But he's a good solid pitcher. Like based on numbers, the Philly bats do not stand out as great plays outside of maybe Hoskins. Yeah, it would just be to get contrarian if Morton's chalky. And I think that's the only way that you're stacking Philly in the spot. And then the Atlanta side, like, I don't mind lefties against Eflin. 240 ISO, 366 Woba. He's been very good against righties, and I think we got to definitely respect that. So the problem is I just don't see myself paying 5.6K for Freddie Freeman as a one-off play. Um if you end up in that range and you want to, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's a bad idea. It's just I don't think the full Atlanta stack is in play here. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, if you want a mini stack at like go Freeman, Albies, and like, I don't know, Riley or Contreras, like a little two, four, seven stack is not the worst way to go. Um, but like yeah, Eflin's been super solid versus righties he's just been straight up bad versus lefties so any guy that can hit the ball any lefty that can hit the ball hard like he's a pretty decent fly ball pitcher against lefties gives up a lot of power so albies freeman are the only two guys that grade out well but if you want to may stack it up not the worst idea in the world all right moving on we have seattle at texas Flexen against Fultonevich. Um, nine total in this game is it's really close to a pick'em game. Um, any interest here in Flexen? I want to because it's Texas, but I don't think so. Like this guy's not really a great strikeout pitcher. Granted, he was striking out guys a whole lot more before he faced the Angels. Um, been decent overall, and this is a high strikeout team in the Texans. Like. Maybe if Morton is going to be super high owned in the same range, if I, I, I just don't think so. Like that's basically, it. I'd rather play the Texan bats. I think the roof's going to, is the roof going to be open tomorrow? I had, I didn't look. Um, the thing that's somewhat interesting here about Chris Flexen is in a very small sample size, he's actually, been better against lefties and he's going to face a lot of lefties in this lineup. I don't think you play him, but I think this is a good test to kind of test that theory. Um, It's such a small sample that it's hard to trust, but I think he's somebody that like, if you're running 150 teams, I don't think he's the craziest option. Yeah. And I kind of want to wait and see if the roof's open. Like I don't guy that we don't generally have that information. Um, 
Yeah, and we probably won't have it until tomorrow. But if the roof's if the roof's open, I'm off flex. And if the roof's closed, then I could see playing him. All right, um, Fulton Nevich going up against Seattle. <laughs> He's just so bad. Um, do you have any interest in Fulton Nevich here? Uh, don't hate you. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I completely get it. The bottom of this lineup is awful. It is like a triple A team. Um, the top of the order, obviously, Hanniger, France, Seeger, Lewis. They're scary. But even like Lewis strikes out at such a high clip against righties. I don't think you're crazy at all for like in Fulton Nevich in this game. Yeah. And again, it probably like the dome being open or closed, like in the price tag of these pitchers, if the dome's open, I'm probably stacking up both sides of this game. If the dome's closed, I'm probably playing both pitchers a decent amount. Like just kind of the way it is. Fulton is striking out righties at a much higher clip and will probably only face two, three lefties in the lineup. And outside of Seager, the lefties are not good batters. Um, he hasn't been great, but the biggest problem is that he gives up a whole bunch of hard contact and a decent amount of fly balls. If that dome's closed, like we have a decent enough sample size from last season that the ball's not going to fly nearly as much as it is with it open. So it does make a pretty drastic difference, um, whether the dome's open or closed tomorrow, especially since it's going to be about 90 degrees over in Dallas. Um yeah, that's that's basically it. Like, that's what it is. It's so dependent on if the dome is open or closed, and the fact that it's at a nine total right now. I'm guessing it's supposed to be open. Yeah, I looked again. I can't find it if it's open or closed, but we'll see. Um, Seattle bats. Like, I like Seager a lot in this spot. I, I, even if you're wanting to take shots on Fultonevich, you just have to know how bad he is against lefties and how much power Seager has. Like. I think Seager is one of the top hitters on the slate. Yeah. Yeah. No, even at 4.8 K still a really solid spot. Fulton giving up a 362 ISO to lefties, tons of contact, tons of fly balls. Like Seager's the one that grades out as a really good play. I mean, even the righties, if the dome's open, like Hanniger is probably too cheap at 4.3 K regardless, but you can play Kyle Lewis. You can play France. Like Fulton is not a great pitcher versus righties. He just gets, strikeouts at a pretty decent clip um i could see a seattle stack like if the dome's open because also rangers don't have, really have the best bullpen behind them so that's that's basically where i'm at right now i'm waiting entirely on whether the dome's going to be open or not to kind of figure out where i'm what i'm going to play but seager's in play regardless and then on the texas side like if you think flexen's going to regress play Calhoun, Lowe, Gallo, Solak, Garcia, and just stack them up, especially if the roof's open, like Grant said a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to mention it again, but I will play a lot of Texas bats if that thing happens that I've said seven times. All right, moving on. We have Toronto, the heroes of Thursday slate, facing Houston. We have Stripling against your Kaidi. Uh, refresh really quick. Nine total, and Houston's a 140 favorite. Um, any interest here in Stripling? Not really. Houston, solid bats. Don't strike out a huge clip. Stripling has been the same pitcher he was a few years ago. So even at 7.2K, probably not a guy that's on my board. 
Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in Stripling. He doesn't pitch deep into games. He hasn't pitched well enough to pitch, pitch deep into games. Not going to strike a bunch of people out. And then um, the other side, your Kaidi. I mean, he's he's so interesting for tournaments. I don't think anybody is going to play him. Um, I just I worry about just not striking people out against this team, and he's kind of reverse splits, so. Maybe he's not interesting. Um, maybe we should stack Toronto again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really on our Kaidi. Like 8.7K, the price tag just gets me off him. He's not a big enough strikeout rate guy. Even going up against a decent strikeout rate team in Toronto, you're right, he's a bit reverse splitsy. Um, I plan on playing a decent amount of Toronto bats. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez is 3.7K. He's too cheap. Simeon's 4K. He's too cheap. Biggio, Grichik, Guriel are all cheap. Like the only two expensive bats are Bichette and Guri- or Guerrero. So I really, really like this stack. I don't think it's going to garner a ton of ownership. I plan on using it quite a bit. Um, man, I think Toronto is interesting here. I think Toronto. Just looking at your Kaidi's like reverse splits and how many right-handed power bats in this lineup, and how like Hernandez and Bichette are kind of reverse splits too. Like. I could see Toronto winning winning another slate here. Yeah. Um, any interest in here in Houston? Yeah, Stripling's been a little bit reverse splitsy um, for the last two years. Like So Altuve, Bregman, Uriel, Correa, problems are all expensive. Um, if you want to throw in Jordan Alvarez, don't mind that at all. He still gives a decent amount of fly balls and hard contact to lefties. Um, but definitely prefer the righties, but this is, they have a five implied total for a reason. Like this is a pretty solid spot for them and I have no problem with them at all. All right. We're moving on. We got Kansas city um, and Chicago in Kansas city. I said it backwards because um, I read it backwards. Carlos Radon against Brad Keller. We have a eight and a half total in this game and the white Sox are a 162 favorite. Um, talk to me about Carlos Radon. I really like him in this spot. Um, dude striking out guys at a massive clip. Casey outside of the top of the lineup has a decent amount of strikeouts in it. Rodon might be my favorite spend up on the slate, a pitcher. Like, dude's just got great stuff right now. He can get a little bit wild, um, but not really a ton of walks in this lineup outside of wit at the top of the order. So, this grades out as a really good spot for him. I really like him on the slate. Hasn't had less than 25 points, I don't think, on the slate so far this season. Just a super good pitcher in a pretty decent spot. Yeah. Um, he's. I think he's arguably the top play on the slate. I don't think anybody can really argue that with Snell, you know, somewhat struggling to start the season. I think it's, he's clearly the number one on the slate. And then uh, Keller on the other side, one of the reasons that Rodon is such a great pitcher on this slate is because he's going to have plenty of run support. Yeah, Keller is just trash. That's Doesn't strike anybody out, like 15% K rate. Like he just he yeah. throws the bats. He, he wants people to hit the ball. Well, he throws the bats when he can. He also walks a bunch of guys. Um just doesn't get any swing strikes at all. Like not a, not a good picture. No interest in him, even at 4.9 K. Um, yeah. Any white Sox bats interest? 
Yeah, a little bit. The problem is like Anderson sitting up there at 5.7K, Abreu's at 5.2K, but like I think throwing one of them into a stack is not the worst idea in the world. Like you said, Keller throws just throws the contact and get a decent amount of gra- ground balls. So may limit too many runs. So it's not the greatest stack in the world, but Moncada, Mercedes, Eaton, Abreu, all kind of grayed out as pretty decent plays. Even Grandall, if he's in there, not the worst idea in the world, but overall, I think there are better stacks at the more expensive range on the slate. Uh, and then the Kansas City Royals. I just this is a full fade for me. No interest. No interest at all. Like maybe Solaire is a one-off, but he's just got power. And like Rodon does go with a decent amount of fly balls, but that would be the only person I even think about. Uh, we got the Rockies and the Cardinals. It's a seven and a half total. Rock or the Cardinals are a two seventeen favorite. Um, Gomber against Flaherty. Any interest here in Gomber? Nah, he ain't good. Nah, he ain't good. Like Grant's just like straight to the point. Uh, it's a lefty facing a team with a lot of righties, and he he has some decent strikeout stuff against righties, but the the top half of this lineup just doesn't strike out. So I don't think he has a massive ceiling in this spot. And then on the other side, I love Flaherty. I think if you want to go Flaherty um, Rogers on this spot, it, it's a combo that I'm probably going to use a bunch on the slate. Yeah, Flaherty be the guy that is kind of keeping me from going too heavily on Rodon. I mean, he's going up against going up against the Rockies. The Rockies are not a good lineup overall. They actually they're just a bad lineup. Um, and I know that Flaherty does strike out righties at a much higher clip. There will be a decent amount of lefties in this lineup, but I really don't care. It's not like he's bad versus lefties he just strikes out lefties at a bit of a lower clip but he's still a solid overall pitcher to both sides of the slate or both sides of the plate and this is just a bad overall lineup so Flaherty just grades out as one of the best pitchers on the slate yeah the the Rockies have hit the second most home runs at home this season do you want to guess how many they've hit on the road um, I think last time I checked, second least. The least, nine. Nine home runs on the road this season. Um, I mean, they've also played less games on the road, but they are sitting at one of the lowest WRC pluses in the league. They the are terrible. <laughs> like, that I is the want... point I was trying to make. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to put it in, oh. in, in perspective. They are terrible, but they haven't played a ton on the road. They've just been bad. I think they're... And I think they're second last to last in the league in terms of WRC plus on the road or no, they're 25th in the league. Still bad. Still bad. Um, yeah. I like Flaherty a lot in this spot. I don't have any interest in the Rockies bats. Do you? Nope. Uh, Cardinals bats. Anything standing out to you here? I mean, Gomber's still decent ground ball pitcher. He gives up a lot of walks. So if they're going to get it done, it's probably not going to be a whole lot of fantasy points. I don't hate it. Um, Carlson's definitely a bit cheap at 3.4K. Arnado Goldschmidt are always in play. O'Neill, I really like at 2.8K. That's probably the way I would stack up. Maybe throw Bader in there. There's a lot of cheap bats to go with the expensive bats here. So Goldschmidt and Arnado are the only ones that really grade out as good plays. Everyone else is pretty decent for the price. It's kind of where I see it. Arnado against his former team against the lefty. Yeah. 
What could go wrong? That trade. I can't remember. Um, yeah. he could have been. Pretty sure he might have been. I'll look at yeah, well if yeah, pitcher versus former team generally grades out pretty well. All right, it's the Battle of LA. It's the Dodgers and the Angels. It's a nine total. Um, Dodgers a one sixty six favorite. Urias against Canning. Um, any interest here in Urias? I don't like the price tag going up against the low strikeout Angels team. So, not really. Yeah, I don't like it either. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like, uh, you can make an argument for him, sure. Um, but I, I just, you look at the matchups that he's had ceiling games in Milwaukee and Seattle. Like, this isn't Milwaukee or Seattle. Sorry. Um, I'm out. I don't want to pay this price. He's also definitely... he's going against uh, DH. Yeah, and going up against DH. Um, Canning, it's a righty against the Dodgers. Canning has some decent strikeout stuff, but he gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. Um, and the Dodgers get to add another bat. Nope. Yeah, I might end up being on a sprinkle of him just because of his potential upside. Obviously, he's a decent strikeout pitcher. Got decent stuff, but he gives him a lot of hard contact, life, a lot of balls. It's a tough matchup, but I'll, I'll wait and see what the lineup ends up turning out, but he's a potential GPP guy. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at right now. I could see full-on fading him if they put out their normal lineup. Um, Let's talk Dodgers-Bats. I think obviously they're a team that has a ton of upside. They get to add a DH. Uh, they're just so expensive. Like you're you're punting a pitcher. Like you're there's just no pitchers. Th- there's no way around it, Grant. Like you're not stacking this team like a full on stack without punting a pitcher. And e- that's even if you get like a Mac BD or somebody like cheap, like to DH in this is game. Four point one k. I know that's what I'm saying. Like there's just no, you're you're not. There's just no way you're stacking the Dodgers here without paying down at pitching, and I just don't think that's smart on a 14 game slate. Yeah, I mean maybe over on Super Draft might not be a terrible move. Uh, no, that's kind of it. Like the price, like they all grade out as pretty decent plays, especially the low strikeout bats and Seager and bats like grade out really well, but they're all just too gosh darn expensive. Too Dosh Garn expensive is right. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Angels? Rice is a solid pitcher, solid ground ball pitcher. Dodgers have a good bullpen. I mean, Trout's always in play. Otani's probably an all right play, but it's a lefty-lefty matchup. So I don't really have a ton of interest in them. Grant yawned and he made me yawn. Um, it's his fault. Tampa at have Oakland. That effect on people. <laughs> we got Rich Hill going up against Sean Manaya. It's uh, eight total. Athletics are a 145 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Rich Hill? A little bit, but not a ton. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not like, it's not an easy match going up against Oakland. Like they're a decent overall team. Rich Hill struggled a little bit this year at times, had some rough outings, still sitting at 26% K rate on the season, but they're, they're going to have probably eight righties in the lineup. So don't really see a ton of upside for a guy that 
if he's pitching poorly, they'll just yank him after 40, 50 pitches. I mean, he dominated this team two weeks ago um, in Tampa, and that was a day that I think a lot of us were playing um, Oakland bats. Rich Hill can still strike people out. Like, he has 28 strikeouts in five games. He can still strike people out. It's just when he's not on, he's terrible, and like you said, they yank him. Like, it's just, it's as simple as that. Um, do you know what happened the other day um, when they gave him, like, a short outing? Like, it was really weird. Like, he wasn't pitching bad or anything. Um, do you have any idea when, what happened there? I have no idea. I mean, it, it's Tampa, so it could have been anything. Um, but, yeah. I mean, maybe it's because I think any outing after – after he goes 80, 90 pitches, they just give him a short leash. I mean, against Kansas City, he was getting blown up a little bit. Um, that could have been why he got yanked, or it just could be what they're doing. So I don't really know. I, I don't understand Tampa Bay at all. I think the lineup's tough. I think it's a tough matchup. Um, Sean and I on the other side of this game, like I think he has some really strong upside. Like I think he's a great tournament play on the slate. Yeah, no, this is a guy that, like, obviously lefties going up against Tampa Bay is something that I target pretty often. They're a team that most of their – or a lot of their solid bats are lefties. So strikeout rate is absolutely there. His ability to go late into the games, he can go 100 pitches is there. Problem is he's 9.2K, and he's right there next to Flaherty and Rodon. Um, so – I don't know if I'll be on it. Like, it helps say he's pitching in Oakland, but I think I prefer Rodon and Flaherty to him. Yeah, I just, again, I, I think he's just somebody that probably flies under the radar on this slate because of his price, and the matchup is good. Like, Tampa is a team that strikes out at a very high clip. So, um, any Tampa bats that you like here? Not really. Like, Benet is a solid overall pitcher, and it's not a great ballpark. Um, yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest. And then as far as like the Oakland bats, Loriano, Murphy, Chapman, if you want to play any of these righties, um, I'm not going to talk you off in Marcana. Um, yeah, Sean Murphy, 4.2K is not bad for a catcher. I think these power righties is where you would attack Rich Hill. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, and they're all, all their price tags are around four of 4.3K. So they're not too expensive. You want to throw Olsen in there. Even in a lefty-lefty matchup, it's not the worst idea in the world. I think the the biggest problem when it comes to playing Oakland bats is the Tampa bullpen's good. So, man, when you get in that like seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you're not doing much there. San Diego at San Francisco is where we finish out here. Uh, seven total. Padres a 140 favorite. We've got Snell against Discofani. Um, any interest here in Snell? Not really. Like, had a rough start to the season. Always got a short leash. 10.2K. I like the San Francisco bats. Like, your limited upside. I'm probably just going to fade him. I mean, Snell is matchup proof when he's on. It's just, this lineup's good. This lineup is one of the better teams, like one of the better lineups against left-handed pitching in, in baseball. So I don't really have a ton of interest in Snell. I would much rather play three or four other guys on the slate before I played Snell. Like 
I, I will say, Grant, like if you're playing a lot of teams on the slate, Blake Snell, when he's on, breaks the slate. So you definitely want to get exposure to him. Like you're not fully fading him. Like if you're doing like a 20 inch max, maybe you could fade him. But if you're playing a 150, I think you have to get some exposure to him because of his just overall, you know, ceiling. Um, Descafani on the other side hasn't been pitching bad to start the season. Like it's a small sample, but he really hasn't pitched bad. He kind of had that one like really stellar game and then didn't pitch well against this team the other day. I don't want to play him. I'm just saying I don't think he's been pitching bad. I kind of do want to play him. He's going to come in almost entirely unowned. He's been pitching really solid so far this season. Sitting around a 25% K rate. Pretty solid in terms of control. Has upside. They'll let him go 100 pitches. I I like him. I, I actually really like him here. Um even though it's a tough matchup going up against San Diego, it's being played over in San Francisco. It's a solid pitcher's ballpark. He's 7.6K is the main thing. I, I don't think he's going to come in very own because people don't play guys against the Padres. But the Padres aren't that far below in term, uh, league average in terms of strikeouts. They're, just, they're a solid lineup. But the price tag and the ballpark make me on him a little bit. Um, let's talk bats. Any interest here in San Diego? I mean – I always have interest in him, but on this slate, it's very, very minimal and bad ballpark. They haven't been hitting too great. They're expensive, so I'm probably out on them. I mean, yeah, I think that they're always a team you can stack. And then as far as the Giants, I don't think they're the craziest stack in large field tournaments, but I don't want to stack against snow. Yeah, it'd have to be like where is the $18 50k to first out of 150k like you're doing you're only using them in top heavy payout spots um yeah let's play the morning grind game then we'll get out of here uh start us off grant favorite play under 5k oh that's a bit basketball i read the wrong one under 8k to get six or more strikeouts yep i'm tired uh i'm gonna go real ballsy and go with shoemaker Shimika. Um man, I guess. Oh man, it is bad down here yeah. today. Like, I guess Fultonevich. Yeah. Seattle, I guess. I'm gonna pick on him here in a second, too. Um, over 8k to score under 15. Um, I'll go with Urkity. All right. I'm going to go way off the board. I'm going to say Blake Snow. I um, like it. It's, uh, it's Freaky Friday, man. I'm feeling, feeling Friday. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Nelson Cruz. All right. I'm going to go Kyle Seeger. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Miguel Sano. Wow. Who's that guy? He still plays baseball? Yeah, might not even be in the lineup. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Grichik, stack to score six or more runs. Twins. All right, I'll go. Blue Jays. Any bets standing out to you here night before? Twins minus one forty. All right. Did you notice a trend there? Man, I I love the over in the Blue Jays Astros game. I yeah. love the over in that game. 
it's like minus 114 too. Um, it opened at minus 108. Anyway, um, Super Draft play of the day. Do you have one that you're ready to go with here? Nope. All right. I'm going to stick to the theme of yesterday's podcast. If you listened to me on Super Draft yesterday, you probably crushed it. I know there was a couple of people that like added me on Discord, but I'm going to go Bichette and Gritchick. They're 1.4x. I love Toronto again today, going right back to the well. I also really like Kyle Seeger at 1.25. Um, yeah, that's who I got today on Super Draft. Yeah, I'm kind of following the same thing. Ty France, 1.65x. Um, Kyle Lewis, 1.75x. Um, Torrens, if he's in the lineup, 1.75x. Uh, Seeger, like, stack up the Mariners over on Super Draft. I know that, like, anytime you can get a solid stack at, like, an average of 1.7, you're in a good spot over there. So Seattle's my favorite stack over there, and those are my favorite bats. Um, as far as pitchers go, <laughs> Rogers is 1.95, just so you guys yep. know. Um, and then Carlos Radon is some ridiculous number two. Um, like you can go Radon, you can go um Sean Manaya too. He's 1.9x. Um, I didn't, and then Darius like, is two X. I know, but I, I feel like th- I feel like that's a trap. Uh, it's not. Manaya, like... Urias are the two top overall pitchers, and no. Rodon's not far behind at one point seven five. Give me, give me Rogers to outscore those first two, Manaya and Urias. Fair enough. Um, God, I feel like Urias is a trap. Don't. I'm not going to do it. He's going to be so popular. I might have to run a few lineups on Super Draft today. So they have a $20 three-entry max baseball tournament over there too. So there you go. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. If you're playing NASCAR, we got three races this weekend. We got the truck race today on Friday night, and then we got uh, Xfinity on Saturday and Cup on Sunday. So make sure you guys are checking out the NASCAR package here at uh, Roto-Grinders. I uh, hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.